0: This is The Playbook. Welcome back to Office Hours. Our next guest has more world records, changes the world more than anyone you'd ever imagine. And who'd ever thought it when he was 16? He was pretty much just a skateboarder, and now he's changing the world. Welcome to Office Hours, Rob Deerdick.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God.
0: I've been so excited to have you because we had a conversation uh, when I was trying to convince you to come on, which didn't take much convincing, that blew my mind. It's kept me up at night because your understanding and awareness uh, is off the charts. Uh, you know, beyond the half a billion dollars that you make with your brands, the world records that you have, the companies, the endorsements, all the things, you've pretty much evolved into a world thought leader. And what we share in that context is the dependent variable of time. I believe that time is the only dependent variable to all matter, subjective and objective matter. Um, Through your journey of ridiculousness and everything else, how have you come to the conclusion, or maybe not, of the importance of time in our human journey?
1: Well, I mean, look, I mean, thank you for the intro. Thanks for going next level. And look, I'm not really changing the world since not too many people don't know about it up to this point. It's only intimate conversations with friends like you where I really lay out uh, my sort of deeper thesis as it relates to time. But, you know, really, you got to think your entire existence is sort of shared between time and mind. It's almost like space-time. And really, you judge each day uh, based off of the quality of your present experience and every all the decisions you've made in your past leads you to the present day. And for me, uh, what I realized early on is I began to really design time and look at the rhythm of my life and, and look at all the ways of where I spent time and then began to measure time and put it into percentages of where I was using it and then began to value it to understand um, what is the value of the, of my time did I really truly become a happy person right because uh, you you know if the goal is to live with intention and and do what you enjoy the only way that you can actually do that on a perpetual ongoing basis is to design your time then get better and better at using your time evaluating, uh, that time and optimizing it on a continuous basis. And I just think it's one of those things that you never stop doing. You will continually design your time because you're changing and evolving. The world's changing around you. And if you want to be in a perpetual state uh, of joy, you've got to continually design your life in a way that you end up there on a daily basis.
2: Well, that's it.
0: What? You didn't know I was going I know, there, did I you? No, know. that was amazing. What's shaking, <laughs> You're like, what Rob? happened to ridiculousness? I thought <laughs> we were going to talk about MTV. Nope. <laughs> I know. Well, even with that, I mean, designing time. Rob, Rick Jordan, how you doing, bud? Pleasure to meet you. I'm seeing all these amazing things, right? And how you've spent your time. What's the common thread, man? Because it, you've you've jumped from so many different areas and so many different industries how do you decide hey this is worth my time because it going from skateboarding to guinness world records to ntv to to you know footwear you know just so many different aspects of life how do you determine hey this is something i
1: want to do well, i mean look you know it's really broken up into two things really and it's it's my venture studio where i create all different types of businesses but i don't operate those businesses i co-find them fund them and, and go from bi-weekly meetings to, or weekly meetings to bi-weekly to quarterly to like text me. Uh, and <laughs> then on television, you know, you, you got to think, I shoot 252 episodes of television a year. But I've designed, automated, and optimized that to where it's only 4% of my time. So I, you know, make an extraordinary amount of money uh, on an ordinary earned income basis by shooting so much television. Um, and then I make an extraordinary amount of money in the long-term capital gain side from the ventures that I create, but both of which take a very limited amount of my time, probably between both, around 10%. And I spend the additional 10 to 15% time that I work Uh, on ideating new ideas, working on bigger projects and different sort of stuff, but that's sort of how I blend it. Then I sleep 30% of the time, and then I spend the rest of the time with my wife and kids and, and friends, you know? So it's harmony by design, and then the projects that I choose fall into those two buckets, so none of them ever pull from time and none of them are ever necessary, if you will, or disrupt uh, my way of life. You know, that's sort of the structure that I've put in place.
0: You blew my mind because 10% of your time is where you make all your money. How about he does more TV shows than anyone else on earth, and it yeah. takes four percent of his time? That's uh. that's what was my guide when I was like, I'm gonna be productive, accessible, and gracious. And I met Rob Deerdeck, and he had a whole formula on an Excel sheet. And I started looking at it. And he qualifies it as well. I'm like wait a second, I'm just wasting time. So I have this minutes and moments strategy that I extracted from his genius, Thomas.
1: Amazing. Yeah, Rob, was, uh, nice to see you again. I, uh, got, I was the, uh, honored to see you actually speak at UCLA and super, super mm-hmm. impressive of how you structured your time. And what my question was like, um, have you through your venture studio ever thought of actually creating a, a uh, timeline of how you uh, can officially or uh, efficiently um, build out your time um, in terms of uh, scheduling because I know that there are a lot of things that people talk about and there are a lot of, you know, through a startups you go up and down, but looking at it from the perspective of yourself and being so efficient, is that something that you'd be interested in doing because, you know, there are a lot of people out there would like, like to learn from, from you and, and what you've created and what you've done. And uh, so that would be my question. Great. Well, yeah, I mean, look, this was a big conversation that me and Dave had last time of like, because one of the big projects that I'm working on uh, is building what I call existence management software, right? Because, uh, and it's really a a software to help you master time and energy. Because at at the end of the day, you still can only experience and judge the quality of your life through the quality of your energy in the present moment. And so the idea would be, Um, You know, a tool that can help build a rhythm to your existence that you could use qualitative insight to, to get measurement on the actual quality of the energy that your system and rhythm is providing and then looking out to what are all the inputs that actually affect your time. And this is, you know, health. Uh, life, career, finances, um, people in relationships, these sort of inputs that are basically trading time and energy. Uh, and then, of course, your own personal capacity becomes sort of what you're capable of doing uh, in, in a 24-hour period. And, and that's sort of like what one of my more passionate, more focused ventures that I'm leading towards developing because it's allowed me to create this extraordinarily harmonious beautiful high quality existence um and still be hyper productive uh without compromising um, my quality of life, you know, and 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 I really think it's something that that everybody, if they were given the framework, the same way I created the framework, that they'd be able to create their own version of it, where I think I could make a much larger impact on people's lives than simply just you know talking about it, talking about how happy I am and how harmonious I am. I'd like to, you know, eventually create a tool for Sucks people to do you. it too. Or I'm happy <laughs> yeah. for
0: them yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's so awesome.
1: Awesome.
2: Jody. Hey, hey Rob. I'm Jody Harrison-Bauer. Nice to meet you. I've read so much about you and have told so many people I'm going to meet you. And they're like, whoa, he's such a cool guy. Um, But digging deeper to uh, meet you, one of the things that I've heard you say is that you gamified your discipline. And discipline is a very important thing to me, being in the fitness industry and being a fitness competitor. Um, I understand the importance of discipline and consistency. So can you explain how you gamified your discipline?
1: Well, think about, so you know, the importance of, of discipline and consistency as it like leads, it's, it's the foundation of compounding towards your goal, right? And so, you know, really the goal isn't to be disciplined. The goal is for it to be intuitive. Right. And in order to get it intuitive, you've got to get so completely consistent that you no longer have to try to be disciplined. And for me, what I started doing is I identified like core um, core things that made me the optimal version of myself. Right. Is that did I get up at five? Did I brain train? Did I meditate? Uh, Did I eat clean? Did I not drink? Did I take my supplements and did I get in the gym? And by tracking these every single day, I began to get monthly percentages of uh, how disciplined I was. So by by now setting a, a number and looking at all these percentages and, and setting records with myself and trying to have a 100% a month and then looking at what that looks like quarter over quarter, year over year – I became extraordinarily motivated by keeping my numbers high, thus turning it into a game for myself. And over time, uh, it, it evolved away from discipline to a complete way of life. Right, and and that's what you know. Really tracking and, and using. Uh, data as discipline that turns it into a game has been so effective for me. And then the other thing that I do on top of that is qualitatively, I, I score every single day how I feel about my life, work and health, zero to 10. And so over years, I could show you in numbers that the more disciplined I became, the, the happier I was from a qualitative perspective. And now when you fast forward, you know, three years into of, of being able to look at all this data, once I created the system, like it's this beautiful, like motivating factor to keep me disciplined by keeping those numbers high, which basically represent the quality of life that I have.
0: Yeah, of course you can ask him. He won't charge me anymore. We got him right here. (laughs) I
2: I also uh, recognize that you have this beautiful relationship with your wife and that you check in with her at 6.30 in the morning and you remind her of, you know, oh, I was happier this day than I was the other day or something like that. And I love how you check in with her and you're so in touch and you make that time. I think he
0: actually gets graded by her as well. Does he? Don't you, Rob, ask her
1: for a number? I do ask her how she feels. You were to ten, you know, I, and it's I, look. She's I'm extreme. Not. She's not like it'll be like one. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I she'll know. be super extreme of like okay, and and look, think about this. Like I'm not. It's you know it's not it's only about like having awareness of each other's energy, right? It's like by just seeing like oh it was a down day because why I even started doing it with her is because like by the time she would be willing to say something in her mind it's been like seven down days in a row and and to me by having sort of this marker of even for her to be like oh no it wasn't it was only the last day and a half it just felt like a full week but and then it's just it, it opens the conversation about how does how is everything feeling on a continual basis which allows there to be this like more open awareness of the feeling of the relationship rather than waiting for some moment or some build up to get to discussing the feeling of the relationship on an ongoing basis.
0: I I took this from Rob and I will tell you there is a nuance to that. Do not ask your wife for a grade after any intimate uh, type of activity. It's disheartening. You can ask, kind of like at dinner, ask at dinner. You know, like, hey, how was today? You know, how did I do? The the scores are much higher for me. Anyway, um, to taking good notes. It's good though. To to that measure, one of the other things that I've extracted when when Rob and I sat down, I have am a student of the calendar, and it's changed my life. And he took it to the next level with not only time as a quantifier, quantifiable measure, but the qualitative aspect. And what I uh, Derive from it, Rob, is that you have clues then and patterns that allow you to make better choices um, and allows you to gamify the discipline component or the aggregate effect acceleration and compound interest of behavior that gives you greater results where you can have as many TV shows as you want with 4% of your time. Th- that is an aspect of, of, of this. But one of the things that I never got to ask you is in the qualification process, you Most people don't get clues, let alone are aware of them. Most people don't see any patterns in their life which causes them to only uh, pursue negative behaviors because there's no results till it's too late. But how do you make choices then when you have this qualified data that's quantitative and qualitative in nature, how do you go through the decision-making process of prioritization?
1: Yeah, look, I, I think it's... It's one of those things you get better and better and better and better at over time, right? Like it's the, uh, in the beginning, it was much more complex because there were so many things that were constantly pulling at me and pulling me down. And as I began to clear those out, uh, it it became to be be really obvious when you start asking yourself every day, zero to ten, how you feel about work and the same thing keeps bringing you down, it becomes very uh, evident what you need to change. And then over time, as you begin to basically get rid of these things that were pulling you down, now you sort of enter into this much more optimized state. And so now you're looking at almost like the first, second, third order consequences of the decisions you make, especially as it relates to what you take on and what uh, what new idea you want to pursue or what thing you will say yes to. And then when you begin to look at how that affects your your time and, and then you now understand all of your time, so you begin to see the effect that it'll have on, on it for an ongoing basis and a bigger basis, it just makes even prioritization so much more refined. Because you can see like so far out and you get really good at not committing to things that you get excited about and think about the outcome or how good that could be or how fun that might be. You you reverse engineer everything from a time use standpoint. And 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 from a finite or infinite standpoint, right, if you commit to something that traps you and you commit to it for a really long time, then and you don't like it, then now it's stealing time, energy and 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 mind share from you until you can work your way out of it. So I've just gotten really good at like, you know, absolutely definitively saying no to things that are not part of like the overall sort of core vision i have for the person that i want to evolve into on sort of an ongoing basis you know?
0: and you're amazing you guys a lot of people ask successful entrepreneurs how do you keep such great balance right you can see his wife his children his life and i always tell people how i stay so balanced is time when you're only spending 10 percent of your time to make hundreds of millions of dollars it's easy to pay attention and to provide what your wife wants. It's easy to spend time with your kids. It's easy to travel. It's easy to do everything that you want. See, most people don't look at what allows you to have the options, opportunities, and touches of favor, time. And if all of you only spent 10% of your time making hundreds of millions of dollars, you could easily balance your life and then even spend time to help other people spend their time. Rob, man, we gotta do this more often. I will camp out on your doorstep to hang out with you. And if you need any help (laughs) with your new venture, Uh, about time, I'm all in, I am yours, my brother. Thank you so much for your time. We know you have plenty of it, so it wasn't as big of an ask as other people. So thanks so much for joining us. Incredible Rob Deerdeck here on Office Hours. Appreciate you guys.